Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Morning, everyone, and we've got a little bit of breaking news here because WWE have announced, in partnership with Netflix, that WWE Raw is moving to Netflix in January of 2025. Mm. It's funny the way you phrase that. It's like they've announced in partnership with Netflix that Raw's going to Netflix. They wouldn't partner with Netflix to announce <laughs> that it was going to like Amazon Disney Prime. Plus. Amazon yeah. Prime. <laughs> it started as a Tony Khan plug, and we're gonna level up Raw by going to Netflix in partnership with Netflix. Netflix. <laughs> Raw will level up in 2025 by going to Netflix. So yeah, welcome to the WrestleTalk Podcast. Thank you very much for joining us. Please do press the subscribe button and give us a thumbs up. If you want to get your thoughts in on about this pretty massive news, uh, WrestleTalk.com forward slash support and we'll read out your thoughts about the five US dollar amount. But yeah, so picture the scene, everyone. We're in our office. We're just having a, a little bit of fun. We've got a guy, uh, our, our production manager is called Ben. So anytime someone says Ben, like, me and Tempest will often do uh, the impression of Han Solo from The Force Awakens. Go, burn, burn, burn. So, and then Tempest turned to me because we were giggling. He was like, "This is such an unserious office." And then, <laughs> and then Sullivan walked in, essentially sounding like a muppet. Yeah, he, he just came in, going, "Hello," and it's like, "Yeah, this is an unserious office." Then this news dropped. Then all the news <laughs> in the wrestling world this well, year dropped. I was going to say because moment. But first of all, we had a. I, I I had just finished watching Raw from yesterday, which was a very good episode. I thought. Spoilers. Tune in for the review later on. Oh yeah, we'll be um, doing another show in yeah. about two hours time. <laughs> um, so it was a very good episode of Raw, massive promo, Cody and Punk has lit the wrestling Twitter sphere on fire, and then it's announced that Dwayne The Rock Johnson has joined the TKO board, and Ollie's like, well, I guess I've got to go downstairs and make some news about that, and while Ollie's down in the studio, we get this news, and it's suddenly, I've never felt like I was in all the President's Men before, <laughs> so it's like a breaking news story, we've got to, you know. Well, I was just sad then, it's like, we just... A little ping came up on Discord mm. from Liam, like from Rustalk.com. It's like, oh yeah, by the way, WWE have just announced that it's moving to Netflix in 2025. We were like, what? Yeah. In fairness, though, this has been on the docket for a little while. Mm-hmm. Like WWE have been in talks with where Raw's going to land because SmackDown's moving back to USA. Mm-hmm. 
NXT's moving to the CW, sorry, NWA. And it was a question of where's Raw going to land? And it was yeah, Disney Plus was an option. Amazon Prime was an option. TNT was an option. There was a chance they might go to Turner. I well, yeah. really would have screwed over AEW. But Netflix was always that other option. And it was like, either it's going to stay on USA or it's going to go to one of the streamers. It's been an interesting couple of years, really, because with the announcement of you know, Vince going away, coming back, the whole sale extravaganza. Disney were one of the people who were potentially interested in buying WWE wholesale. Then there was the question, where will that go? Then TV rights deals coming up this year. I think the big surprising one for this one, though, is the UK one. The, the impact it's going to have on, on the UK audiences. Yeah, we'll come to that in a yeah, moment. Yeah. But the idea that it was going to go to Netflix was sort of in the conversation, but I, I still am like, oh, that's interesting on about... 12 different levels not just within the wrestling industry but also in the streaming industry as well that that's a big key to this and i think that it's almost twofold really for me in terms of surprises is how this changes wwe as a product but b is also the international stuff which will because i don't think that was what people mm. expected i think people thought it would just remain on tnt but also tnt's up this year as well the tempest you uh what are your thoughts on going to netflix there there are so many thoughts and i've been trying to piece this new world that we're about to enter in WWE together in my mind, because this, like you said, has always been one of the options that's been on the table for WWE. And even still, knowing that, it didn't feel real necessarily, because WWE programming has always been a certain way. It's been on network television it's been you know available in that form so them on a streaming platform outside of peacock of course because that's a different sort of thing their weekly show being on a streaming service is not something that i can visualize just sitting here we're going into totally untapped waters here mm. and that is entirely interesting all on its own. There are so many different angles you can look at. You know, we were talking the in the office about, you know, and I'm sure we'll get into this, the impact that this might have on a casual fan, somebody who hears about it, but maybe isn't going to go out of their way on a specific date and time to be able to watch that. But if they've already signed up for Netflix, etc. But also when you look back over like the last, you know, 10, 15 years, 20 years maybe, and you look at the really monumental things that actually changed the way that WWE did business. We're talking about Raw going to three hours. Mm -hmm. We're talking about the introduction of the network and mm -hmm. the loss of pay-per-view. This, to me, is the next one in that step. And 100%. I'm not saying that this is going to be a good move, a bad move. We are going to see because I have no idea how to analyze this just yet. But we look back at those two things as very poor business decisions in the grand scheme of WWE. Going to the third hour may have monetarily helped them out in the short term, but it's greatly detracted from their growth, from bringing in new fans, turnover Ra of fans. Ratings-wise, anyway. Yes, absolutely. Ratings-wise, it's not helped them, making that show longer. And then similarly with the WWE Network, losing out on all of the pay-per-view revenue that they had every year in favor of this thing that they obviously thought was going to be a much bigger success than it ended up being, these don't look like successes looking back in hindsight, but at the time, we didn't really know what we were going to get into. I'm sure some people thought three hours of Raw was a bad idea from the start. <laughs> Hello. Hello. <laughs> but this, to me, is just so interesting. Of the ones we've just seen, I think this probably has the greatest chance of success. 
But there's always the world in which this then limits their income of new fans because all of a sudden it's not on Monday this time, this date, you know, whenever. But it might on, still on the be. Show. It might still be. It's there still, are certain elements but, of it that we can't make a judgment on just yeah, yet. Yeah, because we don't know if it's still so a live different. show. Or is it just going to be a show that's loaded to Netflix? I, yeah. Well, I, I, we would talk about this earlier. I imagine it's a, still a live show yeah. because that's what netflix are looking for is mm-hmm. there's so only so on my can i put on my streaming hat for a second please go for it because this is obviously something that i i read a lot about and cover a lot in, in the other work that i do netflix have been trying to do a lot more live stuff for years anyway but their uh, the sag awards this year will be live on netflix it's one of their sort of first few big live production things they've been doing they've done a few of them over the years but if you look at amazon prime who've had football they've had tennis they've had uh racing rugby Rugby, you look over at uh, something like Now in the UK, uh, which is the streaming arm of Sky. They stream a lot of sports. But in terms of like, uh, oh, Paramount uh, Plus have done some streaming as well of sports. Lots of different channels are doing sports streaming. Eurosport, Discovery Plus, all of those people, HBO. So Netflix are just the latest in the version of that. So because we don't, I think as an audience member, I don't associate Netflix with live stuff. I don't always associate Netflix with new stuff you know stranger things is their sort of big new streaming show but i I see netflix as a library where i can go and watch friends where i can go and watch they do obviously make an enormous amount of content they don't commit to a awful lot of content because they back off in the second season (laughs) but um it's not necessarily a place that i would have thought of as a live so that's where there are a few question marks of and also nick khan has said as well you know we're not wedded to it being at a certain time we're not even wedded to monday night raw staying on monday nights so that is an an interesting wrinkle in there now this isn't happening until january 2025 so there's a whole year to figure out where that's going to go but yeah nick khan said that the it wasn't confirmed that it was definitely going to be monday night i can't remember if it said in the official press release i just thought then actually it doesn't say in the press release whether it's staying on monday nights i i would assume i think they've got a real opportunity here to sort of piggyback off your point to um introduce this show to a whole new batch of people slash and i think this is really interesting bring a lot of people back because i speaking from personal experience have stayed here the whole time like many of us i watched as a kid and have never wavered um for bad and good (laughs) (laughs) um and now i know a lot of fans especially because wwe is getting hot again it's it's in a really good boom period of its business um i've got a lot of my friends who are hearing about oh is logan paul at wrestlemania or is oh the rocks back like bits and bobs like this they were fans as kids who aren't watching and they certainly wouldn't as adults have a tnt sports subscription in the uk that's where we watch it particularly if you're not into sports particularly if you're not into sports i I don't have a tnt subscription at home because i don't watch sports but do you have a netflix account but I do have a Netflix account. And a lot of my friends will have Netflix accounts because they do like movies, they like TV, like your average person. And TNT Sports is a subscription just from a price point. $29.99 in the UK for TNT Sports. Netflix right now, at an with basic ads, $4.99. Um, $10.99 if you don't want ads. And I think you can get a premium super whack one for like $17.99. But that, that $10.99, if you think of the $10.99 one, that's almost a third of the price of a full TNT sports subscription. And if a lot of those people already have it and they log onto their Netflix and they see a giant WWE Raw logo with any of the current stars, but TKO board member, to your point, The Rock, um, you might want to have a little click on that. Because we were talking about like how... Think I, about when Friends came back. 
Yeah, well, we, we were sort of like, oh, man, I don't, how was you were saying earlier, like, I don't know how this is going to look in terms of Raw being on. I We were sort of in the office. I don't know how the UI is going to mm. look. Is WWE going to be its own separate section on Netflix? Because it'll need to have Raw, and we talk about the UK stuff in a limit, and outside of the US, SmackDown and NXT on there. Is the library going to be available on Netflix as well? Like, where are the pay-per-views going to be found? Or is it just going to be amongst everything else? A great kind of, like, person to add into this is uh one of our editors ellis mm -hmm. because he was kind of just talking about this like look i'm a casual wwe watcher like you know particularly since he started working here i'm watching more and more stuff but if i've got netflix which i do and i see that and like there's the rock on a thumbnail there's logan paul on a thumbnail you might click that and see what it's all about. He was using Crunchyroll as an example because, like, I love anime, but the anime I watch is the anime that's available on Crunchyroll. Like, yeah. so if you mm -hmm. are just casually flicking through Netflix and you see some wrestling, it's like, oh, I watched that years ago. Let's check this out. It opens it up so much more. From my own personal experience, just to quickly add this on, I got into wrestling hardcore in the year 2000. And why? Because it was free on Channel 4. Mm -hmm. We didn't have Sky at home because... Rupert Murdoch's awful. We didn't have Sky at home. So I, it was behind a paywall. I never got it. But once it was free on Channel 4, I watched it a lot. And I was able to watch the pay-per-views because some of those pay-per-views were also free on Channel 4. And I think back to like when I was at school and wrestling was massive in my school, that's because it was free on Channel 4 and yeah. everyone had it. Yeah. And I would like, wager... Like, Lita is my favorite wrestler growing up because i saw her debut on sunday night heat on channel four i'm the to only that point i'm the TNA. only i'm the only fan of the headbangers right because i saw them wrestle every week on sunday night <laughs> right. heat. but also like it's that that's such a that's such a crucial and true point I, I, for being a fan of wrestling accessibility is the most important thing because uh, why is aw so big in the uk for a lot of people it's because it's available on itv it's free on itv why was tna so big in the uk because it was on free view on challenge yeah. like this is why we, we for you know WWE has always for my entire life been behind a paywall on Sky Sports, then on TNT Sports, except for the occasional run on Channel 4. Or, you know, SmackDown is my show because it was available on Sky 1. I did have Sky, but we often had just the basic package and Sky 1 comes with that, which means that, you know, you're not paying your additional fee to have sports. Ellis is a, re is a, is a football fan. Ellis doesn't have TNT Sports because for us in the UK, if you want to watch football, if you want to watch every game of football, you have to have sky and tnt that's a lot of money to pay for both of them and often in this country i mean football is a working class sport the fans don't have the money so you, can, you have to be very careful with where you're spending the money and there's some games on amazon prime yeah and like so like which and funnily enough amazon prime that, thank you for bringing that up because that is a prime example hey, pun yeah, not intended I, I, but I'm, unfortunately it came out of how this can work because the prime coverage of football every christmas uh for the Christmas fixtures, we have Boxing Day, the day after, the day after that. Every single Premier League match is available to stream on Amazon Prime. And that means that wherever you are in the country, your team is probably going to be on television and you can watch that game. And a lot of people, for the price of an Amazon Prime subscription, not an additional fee, the Amazon Prime subscription, you can watch your football team play football. It gets big ratings. The coverage is really good. I loathe to praise Amazon, but the coverage of football is very, very good. Um, and that is something from an accessibility standpoint, to your point, making three-hour shows can feel a little bit like intimidating. Are you going to require someone to sit down and watch that full three hours? Netflix isn't necessarily going to require them to even be three hours anymore. You know, it might be that they're allowed because of the deal. They can produce a shorter show 
and have it more accessible to more homes, it could bring in a whole new audience. So another point, I know you've got some things you want to bring up as well. Uh, and there's only because someone brought it up in the live chat there, which I hadn't even thought about. Commercial breaks. Mm -hmm. There wouldn't be any commercial breaks on Raw. Well, we, Netflix they, we, does we, have an ads platform. So there's a possible, if they're going to stream it live and you have your basic Netflix subscription, they might do the thing on Peacock. You know, when, when we're watching the network and we get oh, a weird we just trailer get like, for Ronda Rousey. Get, yeah, Alexa Bliss's video package. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I would imagine there will still be a commercial element, especially because Netflix is pushing commercials now. So I was going to, have we seen the end of Raw Rolls On? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there will be no more suicide dives <laughs> from the year We've got no need for them anymore. Yeah. <laughs> but there, there are a lot of points that have just been brought up that I think are very interesting. First, I think, like, we still don't know how this is going to be integrated into Netflix. Mm -hmm. This could end up being an add-on where if you want the WWE package, you pay an extra two pounds or whatever the case mm -hmm. may be. And in that case, I think that nullifies a lot of the praise that we would have just given right. of accessibility because it's that one extra step. Yeah. How many people are going to go out of their way to log into their Netflix account on whatever go pop in their details again and add something else to their package. I don't think that would introduce as many new fans, but if they do just have it be, oh, the next tab down is WWE and you can get Raw, SmackDown, whatever, whatever. I think that then plays into everything that you just said that all of a sudden for the first time in a long time, everybody's got access to, to wrestling. And that I think is a huge point. The commercial thing is also very interesting though, because I think you're both right in that. Maybe there is the regular Netflix tier where you get ads in between things and then that equals out to a three-hour show like we're used to. Maybe then that there's the additional tier of, of Netflix where you don't get the ads and you can just watch the whole thing as you would if you were watching it the next day or whatever. Mm -hmm. But does that mean that it's going to be live? Because all of a sudden... Are you going to have the waiting in between for the ad breaks to finish? Or are you going to have like just the WWE logo floating around while the show's live and everyone else is viewing commercials? Oh Does that mean that you then tape the show, put it on there so that for everybody else, it's two hours and 15 minutes or whatever. And for the people with ads, yeah. that then becomes the ad show. Do you then have to do that at a different day and put it out later? There's so many questions to this that we don't have answers to yet. I know you want to say it, but I just wanted to add into that. I've There's a quote that I've used a couple of times in Talk News this year and sort of late last year as well that it kind of keeps ringing in my head. And it's from Mark Shapiro, who is the COO of, of TKO. And he's actually the guy that's in the press release. We'll actually read out some of the press release in a minute as well. <laughs> um, he had this thing, he was at a, a conference last year where he was talking about the cost of WWE production. Mm -hmm. And he was looking at it, was like, we spend so much money on WWE production, whether that's just production trucks, whether that's you know relaying information to various things. And he goes, and I will know there will be directors and production people that will say, no, we have to do it this way. But he's like, but I've worked in sport. I know it doesn't have to be this way. We can save a lot of money scaling back on production. And if you don't do Raw as a live show, you can scale back on production hugely. Kevin Dunn leaving recently, specifically the reason that was given was he said... It, it, well, it, he didn't say, but the report was really that uh, the production was going in a direction that he disagreed with, or he and he knew he wouldn't really be able to like have his voice be important or whatever. And I think for some people that took the, the cause of like ah, they want to take it in a more sports centric direction or whatever. But it could be more 
pertinent to what you've just pointed out, which is what Mark Shapiro said. I think the 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 my my uh, prediction with regards to the ads and whether you take, I personally feel like a live show feels more important. It's got the energy, especially when it comes to sports. Nobody wants to watch. You know, people watch highlights package of football. People watch highlights package of the um of the uh tennis or whatever. But I missed that football game. I'm unlikely to go home and watch the stream. You Spoil- might, as a wrestling fan, spoilers, spoilers will be out there important. if it's mm-hmm. still a live show for like you know a touring. Yeah, thing. Um, I don't think people are Jerry Seinfeld taping the Mets game to watch it later. Right. Yeah. You know. So I think that for me, my prediction, and I and when you were talking about just seeing the WWE logo, I got a real flashback to that time the Queen died. Do you remember when the Queen died? And, I'm um, familiar. Yeah. And and every board was just a picture of the Queen. Well, I watched oh, Raw live yeah. that week. I don't know why. I think I was just awake. I was reviewing the show, and um, <laughs> every ad break there were no adverts because it was deemed like un. So, so uncouth, guys. It's uncouth. The Queen's just died. So instead, I just sat for three minutes in silence with a picture of the Queen on my TV, <laughs> saying, "Remembering Her Majesty." <laughs> like, so I, I hope that they do what, do ads. What honestly, a fun country. Yeah, what an insane place to live. Um. Could have at least had the, the picture one... of her knighting Michael Cole. Right, yeah. The <laughs> other I, one I, still, too... I, I still think it's live, by the way. Because uh, I, yeah. I, I think the key to this deal again, Netflix, is Netflix get live shows. Yes. And that's one it of changes the... Netflix's yeah. business. It changes Netflix's business. I also to want to jump on quickly, because I do want you to read the press release, and I'm sure we have people with things to say. But one of the interesting things, I think, about the idea of the accessibility and the price point, if I'm putting on my business hat for a second, I'm Netflix, what I would do is have raw... And in the, in this country and outside the US or whatever, SmackDown, NXT, I'd have them be available with your basic package. And then you could be like, we have the Royal Rumble coming up this weekend. Do you want to subscribe to the the Netflix Plus bit where you can get WWE's premium live events as well? And so basically you incorporate the network into Netflix. And if you have brought those new audiences in, and in January 2025, this is dying, the road to WrestleMania 2025, you've got three months to convince them, actually... This show is jam hot and it's got a whole bunch of things that you're going to want to watch. The Royal Rumble was great. Oh, you didn't subscribe to our plus level? Well, how about Elimination Chamber? That's also going to go. Oh, now it's WrestleMania 41. It's going to be headlined by Cody Rhodes. The Rock CM versus Hull. Roman Reigns. The Rock <laughs> versus Roman Reigns. Whatever you want it to be. It's going to be an amazing show. Are you sure you don't want to subscribe? Mm-hmm. I, Do you know what I mean? I think for me, that from a business perspective, that makes the most sense. It's like when WWE launched the network. Yeah, with, just going to bring this up. With WrestleMania 30. Like they picked their biggest show they could to launch the network. And I think you're absolutely banging the banana there. Like launching it in January, the road to WrestleMania, when like interest in the company is at its hot anyway, mm-hmm. and the company feels like it's on a roll. And it's got no competition because the there's no sports in America at, in this period of yeah. time, January. I mean, there's the Super Bowl, but like... Yeah, hockey and basketball, what are those things? Well, actually, that's the only thing I was mentioned before we read the press release. It's the end of Raw rating chat. Thank God. Yes, I know. That was what I said. I was like, oh, thank God for that. It'll just be SmackDown, NXT, Dynamite, and Collision, you know, and Rampage like, to a degree. To, to, be, to be the sort of actors, writers, strike, you know, solidarity that I was, like Netflix not revealing their viewing figures and thus not paying their, their creatives fairly is a, a very, very bad thing. The only positive is that I don't have to listen to one more person talk about whether or not Raw beat Dynamite the demos. I don't give a <laughs> sugar about it oh it's so good the only other thing i wanted to bring up on the the note we were just on was i think if you asked a lot of people how they would do the wwe network differently if you could go back 
you know, 10 years. Make and, it work. <laughs> well, that helps. If it functioned, would be a, a good start. But I think a lot of people have brought up that you've got the WWE Network and you get all your, your library. It's a streaming service, etc. And then instead of having, maybe you have the B shows on there as, you know, same price, whatever. But their big failing was not having the Royal Rumble, WrestleMania, SummerSlam, maybe Survivor Series. Throw money in the bank instead of mm -hmm. Survivor Series, if you want. Not having those still be on pay-per-view or at some sort of premium level. Mm -hmm. Because those are the shows that everybody would still pay that extra amount of money yeah, to do. You get the casuals. And now you can't go back on that because now everybody's been conditioned to only pay $9.99 to oh, watch WrestleMania. This is such an interesting point when it comes to streaming and, and the world in general, especially when it comes to the strikes. This is a whole other podcast and I don't want to keep us running too long because the Oscar nomination is about to come out and I want to watch those. But um, <laughs> we forgot to the minus one to get all the, <laughs> and uh, it all might. the uh, But the, um, the, the, to that point, uh, no, like think of the, the of music and Spotify and how how you only pay like nine ninety nine a month to get all the music, but some people still go out by vinyl. Vinyl is a more premium, you know, cost at this point. Um, but at some point, if you want to go back to the way it was, that money is going to have to go back onto the consumer. That's a really interesting question. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, as we go forward, like, is there a way of going back to a point where the industry can make enough money to pay its workers fairly, to pay people the royalties, like the actors used to get royalties from being on an episode of Law & Order that would get working class actors this is for the whole year. They don't get that stuff from Netflix anymore because Netflix just doesn't release details and doesn't offer it. And their argument is, well, you know, income, whatever. There's no way to fix that without putting it back on the consumers. That's a really fascinating streaming question. Um, that's a different show. I was going to say, like, it's... Um... Oh, so there was another point I was going to make there about, oh yeah, um, when AEW launched in 2019, we used to get Ultra Chats in or people in the live chats being like, whoa, I have to pay $50 for a pay-per-view? Like, yeah, I yeah. get, look what I get on the network for 10 bucks yeah. a month and you're asking me to, and I was there being like, man, there was a period of time when WWE were asking you to do this at sometimes twice a month, yep. like to do this. And that was just the way that it was. But 2006 had 16 pay-per-views yeah, that year. Good but God. Because we are now 10 years into the network, like that's a whole generation that have grown up being like, no, I get this mm. for 10 bucks a month as opposed to having to pay 50 bucks a month. Mm. The other thing about being on a streaming service and like, again, we're sort of, a lot of this is hypotheticals because we just don't know. We'll get into the press release moment. We don't know a lot of things. Because <laughs> Matt Damon's going to come out. Twenty-five minutes into the, what we said might be a half-hour stream. <laughs> we'll get into the press release in a moment. Dexter Fletcher did a film recently with Amazon Prime where is Chris Evans? Uh, it's like an action comedy movie, and he oh, wait, this was on Netflix. Was it on Netflix? I thought it was on. I with think it's Amazon. Yeah, I thought it was Amazon yeah, Prime. Netflix. Was that Netflix? Yeah. Okay, I apologize. I thought it was an Amazon Prime. Anyway, he was doing an interview about this, and someone asked him about the opening action sequence in the movie. And he said, well, amazingly, that's not the way it was originally scripted. There wasn't supposed to be an action scene until much later in the movie. But because you're on a streaming service, you have got watch time. And that is what Amazon, that's what Netflix, that's what Disney Plus are looking at is the watch time. So you need to have an action scene right at the start because otherwise people might you know, switch over. No more 20-minute promos. It was, on, it was on Apple TV. Yeah. No more 20-minute promos. But so this is really interesting. I was like uh, thinking about that first person, although my, my friend Jack, who I text to let him know it was going to be on Netflix, and I'm still waiting for him to text back, but he's watching the Oscars, um, said... Uh, He's someone who he's kind of the casual person or whatever. If he watched, do you remember when Punk came back, like mm -hmm. yeah. and, and that first episode of Raw? 
if that, that was the, yeah. the one the one that I was on, I mean, that's why you, you would stay in tune in. I'll never forget that, Raw. <laughs> <laughs> but if they um, cut me out of the watch party, <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. They only played it on TV three times, and now yeah. it's on YouTube for perpetuity. Um, uh, and I'm on, I, I was always thrilled that I was on. I guess I'm going to be on Netflix now. If the, if the library goes over yeah, to Netflix, yeah. it's thrilling. Um, but that episode of Raw was, I think, quite roundly regarded as deeply underwhelming. If you're someone who's going to tune into WWE for the first time because CM Punk's going to be there, you want to see what it's going to look like. That first episode of Raw on Netflix, I think, has to be a banger because you have a real opportunity there. And I, there's an argument to be made. Don't rock the boat. Keep it steady. You've got a year. You've got a year to plan what that road to WrestleMania is going to be like. And things come up and think, because who would have predicted that the road to WrestleMania was going to look like it looks this year, mm -hmm. this time last year, except for Ollie Davis? <laughs> or was it you who predicted Punk was going to go to WWE? Uh, I think Ollie's just been pushing it. But like, I don't think he was seriously pushing it, but then he did. He did it. Um, but the idea that they've got that time to prepare for it, that that first episode of Raw to bring in those casuals, it's one thing to get them to click the, the Raw logo on Netflix. That's a whole other thing to make them click it again next week. Well, that's also the thing. It's another thing entirely to keep them watching until CM Punk comes out two hours and 45 minutes into the show. Yeah. All, mm -hmm. all of a sudden, the formatting of the show might start looking a little bit different if all of a sudden it is not oh that show is ending on that network so we're gonna mm -hmm. put something here at the top of the hour whatever if it's oh we yeah need to hook people in if it's we need to put the biggest thing on right at the start of the show i don't think that's necessarily going to be what it often is most weeks i think they start with a hot match or if cm punk comes back you're putting him out first thing first get people watching that's right you don't have to do top of the hour or anything like yeah, that. yeah that's just so interesting because these are all the things we haven't even began to to start considering of how different the show might look visually but also structurally mm. here's my big okay here's my first big bold prediction for what is going to happen on that first episode of raw on Netflix in January 2025, The Rock has a match. The wow. Rock wrestles on I Raw, mean... which will probably be what the first in. We're looking to you for this one, Tempest. Uh huh. 2003. It, it might yeah. be his first match in like 20. So they'll probably push it like first time in 20 odd years that The Rock's had a match on Monday Night Raw. That's the opening segment is The Rock having a match. Or at the very least, he comes out and makes a statement because he's the, on the board of directors. They've got yeah. him right there. Yeah, it's, he's, there. he's if, working if for the company. You're a now. casual fan, you've clicked it, you hit if you smell. That's what I mean. Because you can put The Rock on the thumbnail mm -hmm. and like that's where you're going to click. The, I see The Rock, I'm going to go click that. Mm -hmm. Rock has his first match on Raw. That's my first big prediction for, mm -hmm. for WWE and Netflix. Lock it in. I'm locking that one in. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're 
you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Uh, I'm actually going to start off here with Big Daddy Pingu, getting your thoughts, if you'd like to have your thoughts read out in the mm-hmm. air. Um, <laughs> com forward slash support. Only because it does actually tie into this press release, which is, will we get it on Netflix here in the UK? It would be so much easier than shilling out an extra 25 quid a month for TNT Sports. Hope everyone is having a lovely day, and I'm looking forward to the rumble jam that jam, brother. BDP, a.k.a. Sam. So, on that press release... Beginning in January 2025, Netflix will be the exclusive new home of Raw in the US, Canada, UK, and Latin America, among other territories, with additional countries and regions to be added over time. Likewise, as part of the agreement, Netflix will also become the home for all WWE shows and specials outside the US as available, inclusive of Raw and WWE's other weekly shows, SmackDown and NXT, as well as the company's premium live events, including WrestleMania, SummerSlam, and Royal Rumble. That is all one sentence, by yeah. the way. <laughs> <laughs> Press releases are silly. I've got so many things to get into this. How many clauses can I do within this sentence structure? WWE's award-winning documentaries, original series, and forthcoming projects will also be available on Netflix internationally beginning in 2025. So that means that in the UK and outside of America, North America, just outside of the US, 
Raw, SmackDown, and NXT will be on Netflix. Yeah, so in America, obviously, you've got Raw on Netflix, you've got SmackDown on uh, on USA, and you've got NXT on the CW, um, and their various streaming platforms, I guess, whatever. So that that really doesn't... I mean, it still massively changes Raw, but that's why we're talking about when we're talking about the production values and things like that. They've still got yeah. linear TV to produce. It's so but, interesting. Yeah, it's like, yeah. I hadn't even considered like a lot of the different bits of this. Like, I'm not going to turn this into the Canada corner of this. But, <laughs> you know, like WWE has been on the same network in Canada for as long as I've been a fan. Mm. Like they were on, they're on Sportsnet and that goes all the way back to when they were then previously on the score and then the score was bought by Sportsnet became a big thing. But like, that's where Canada goes to watch WWE. If that ends up changing, which it certainly sounds like it will, that's huge. We like, had that in 2020, though. We we had that here. It was always on Sky, and yeah. then it moved to BT Sport, which yeah. is now TNT. And um, yeah, that it was. It's a it was pretty like, seismic. Yeah, actually, it mainly you want to talk about like game changing things. It was the release of the network that really soured the relationship between WWE mm. and Sky because mm. they struck this deal to have you know pay per view still, and then they announced the network. They were like. What? You yeah. just signed this new deal with us. Now you are, you're charging less than we are. Mm, yeah. like, oh, sorry, bud. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, I didn't think about that. Uh, Matt Burge here says, uh, does this mean that Raw won't have any ads? Has Netflix ever done live programming before? This is all wild. I don't think it... It has. I'll, I'll, I'll get confirmation. It has, it has trialed it before. It's doing it for sure next month with the SAG Awards. Mm. Um, uh, I'll read some more of the uh, the press release while you're mm-hmm. doing that. This deal is transformative, says Mark Shapiro, TKO president and COO. It marries the can't-miss WWE product with Netflix's extraordinary global reach and locks in significant and predictable economics for many years. Crikey, that's a sentence full of nonsense words. <laughs> Our partnership fundamentally alters and strengthens the media landscape, dramatically expands the reach of WWE, and brings weekly live appointment viewing to Netflix. There you go. Weekly so- live appointment viewing. Here you go. Uh, they they have they have the SAG Awards on the February the twenty fourth. In the past, they have done uh, the Netflix Cup. I can't remember what that was. They've done <laughs> Love Is Blind Brazil season three, the live reunion, and they did Chris Rock Selective Outrage live. That was on March fourth, twenty twenty three. So they go. have social media average just popped into the live chat and said the Love Is Blind reunion was supposed to be live and it didn't work. <laughs> ah, well, I mean, this is it again. Like Netflix have got to put that. It's certainly possible to do this on streaming, but you've got to. It's a big bold statement from Netflix as well as WWE. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Yeah, they, mean, they do do live stuff. They just haven't. Uh, let's watch the, uh, an overwhelming audience of wrestling fans tuning into the Saga Wars is something that I'm going to predict. Love this. With 1,600 episodes to date, Raw is the most iconic show in sports entertainment. The only show in sports entertainment, apart from SmackDown, maybe. Since its debut in 1993, Raw has delivered action, compelling drama, and unmatched athleticism 52 weeks a year, blending the best scripted content with unpredictable live entertainment. The three-hour show has helped launch the careers of Dwayne The Rock Johnson, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Triple H, John Cena, Roman Reigns, Bianca Belair, and Charlotte Flair. Oh, look, they are talking about 18 to 49 demographics, so it may still happen, Dan. You never know. <laughs> if Hey, if Tony Khan can get Netflix to release their figures, I'll never say another bad word against him. <laughs> I've got to know! Did I beat them in the demo? Oh, um, tremendous. Uh, we've got this from uh, Anson Reinhardt, has been a member for 12 months in a row, says, um, now we can have more Netflix matches, a Stranger Things match, a loser oh, being God. sent to the upside down instead of zombies this time. Love you guys. Jam that jam. I mean, oh, there probably will be plenty of integration. We have not even be- 
begun to think about the different Netflix show inter- integration. You saw what they did with that golden egg. They weren't <laughs> even partnered with Netflix then. You'll have like a WWE Squid Games crossover episode. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, you just made it work for me. Yeah. <laughs> this will be really interesting. And I know I keep saying that, but like this is the biggest, <laughs> biggest news that we've seen about this in a very long time. Mm-hmm. It's really curious yeah, we didn't have a live stream when it went to the cw did we like no, no. yeah <laughs> or them going to them going to fox five yeah. years ago you know it's mm. wild well we thought that was going to be a huge thing of being like they're on fox that's going to be a transformative thing for them not to use mark shapiro's words but like that'll mm. be like yeah. that that could lead to a boom we genuinely thought in 2019 with aew and this going into a boom period and it didn't um i don't think the pandemic did really help that but WWE going to Netflix? Like again, I just I'm looking at it. Do you have a Netflix account? Yeah. You? Yep. I got one. Hey, I not only do I have a Netflix account, the only reason I still have it is because my mum likes a particular program. Oh, I shouldn't say that online because my my mum used to like a particular program and now she doesn't watch my Netflix anymore. No, I, I believe she she does like a particular program and then she got her own Netflix. That's exactly what happened. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, was, I was actually going to cancel our Netflix subscription, but my wife's been out of work for three months. I was she about was like, don't say, take this away from me. I was about to say, I was very close to cancelling my Netflix subscription. This is the kind of thing that would make me keep it. It's, I, I hate it when business works for the capitalists, although I love money. <laughs> <laughs> we, we've been going a lot kind of around in a lot of kind of the business specifics, some of the structural things from like the the WWE standpoint. But one of the things that we I think we got close to there but haven't really, you know, dived deep into is Netflix is not a veteran of this live streaming thing. Nope. What if this isn't a smooth transition? By any means, oh, there's a couple of weeks. I mean, they got you a know, year, I guess. That's there's... what I keep thinking. You've got a whole year. You do. If you're Netflix and WWE, you are putting together for the whole year. Like, get a team together now. Yes. Like, this is a statement of intent from them both. If it's crap for the first couple of weeks, that's difficult for the casual fan. Yeah. So you've got to hit the ground running. It is just something I wanted to throw out no, there because it's, it's like right it's now. one of the things that you almost take for granted when you just go to this network or that network. It's like, well, yeah, it's going to be fine because it's network TV. They're used to broadcasting mm. this, that, the other thing. But they're not as used to broadcasting it over here. And maybe WWE's live, you know, production that they've had going, because they are veterans of this live production, live event business, maybe that will carry a lot of the load. But I'm going to be really interesting, because look how many people hate the network on Peacock. Mm-hmm. Just because yeah, right, it doesn't right. work. Yeah. If all of a sudden this doesn't work, how sour are, are fans going to be on this move? And how much yeah. time are they going to be given to write that ship? I don't know. It's I mean, really, really curious. That's a really good point, actually, is how long do people give it? Yeah. Like, like if it doesn't, if you're trying to hook these casuals in, like, it gets, it tits up, goes nipples more three weeks in a row, like, I mean, two weeks in a row, like, do they come back? But I think you're right, like, you've got a whole year to prep for this, and I think you can have it in place. Like, we've got... That makes smart burn. hires. Yeah. Oh, burn! This week is, <laughs> is going to be doing our live reactions uh, from the Long Arm Pub and Brewing to our Rumble thing. But it's going to be, like, that was going to be his first time doing you know, production on a live stream. So I was like, well, let's get him do, let's have him do two runs on it yeah. in the week. So he's doing Wednesday Night War tomorrow. And we've right. got him doing a test thing uh, on Thursday. So like, we're prepping him so that he's ready for this. Yeah. If we're thinking that, then like perhaps, you know, WWE and Netflix will be working together on this for the next year to make sure that, that first episode runs as smoothly yeah. as possible. It's on Endeavor and on WWE, uh, on Netflix to bring the right people in. Yeah, to mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah. On this, yeah. Um, that's right, we did that. But Fancy Consumer, is it still going to be live? Based on that Sounds press like- release, I think it's still a live show. 
Jackos, uh, hey guys, my mind goes to the report on how happy WWE were with the pre-recorded segment of Pete Dunne and Tyler Bate. Maybe this move to Netflix will mean the product will go into a more cinematic route. I find it really exciting and a great change. Uh, I, I certainly feel like they'll probably um, incorporate more because that that style is all over NXT. Mm-hmm. So like that's and NXT still runs live. So that's a uh, and, and pre-recorded segments were always de rigueur in WWE of old. So like mm-hmm. you know you slot those in, you just roll VT and then you can you know reconfigure. So it's just that more cinematic style of yeah that uh, yeah because they did look like particularly the the coffee date between they had it with the, the party girls at yeah. that weirdly yeah, on empty day club. one yeah. yeah but like that the coffee date in particular like you know it's shot like the only way is essex yeah it was yeah. it was shot reality like TV. reality tv yeah cinematic <laughs> i actually i actually know yeah. the guy who uh who came up with the productions for um made in chelsea and i'm, I'm always like you did that let's talk about that <laughs> you made it look like that <laughs> yeah Rob- cinematic is a, a dirty word in wrestling maybe oh, after those few years there yeah uh, rightly so but we'll never forget you swamp match <laughs> swamp man <laughs> stupid corporate money in the bank match well then we get you octopus in, <laughs> in trash bin yeah the thor's hammer with the mutton chop whatever but it is going to be a, a really i'm trying not to use the word interesting <laughs> it's going to be so curious whether wwe and netflix really influence each other's programming yeah. in that because that's something that we won't know until it starts. Like you yep. can hear about the plans of how they're going to produce the show and and such. But are we going to see more things like you know whether it's brand integration done in a specific way or the way that their backstage things are shot? Is it going to be in a way where oh the camera's not there or the camera is there? Are they going to change their philosophies on different things? How is this? going to coincide with kevin dunn not being there that's Mm. only a question we're beginning to have answers to now let alone in a year the whole production of wwe might be a completely different animal by the time we even get to the start of this deal yeah um rob burwell's been a member for nine months in a row says will we finally get good pacing and not have a uh a wrestler jump out then cut to a commercial and have three promos before the match happens also commercial free that that that's something we're going to find out when we get there yeah I habits die hard. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know because you know the using Peacock as the example. Yeah, I guess so. It's kind of feels like it's traditional TV in a way. It still feels like it's cable. Netflix is a slightly different beast. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have ad breaks, mm. but also it's it do, it, it could, the, but it could do. And Netflix how have to look for ways to inc- improve their bottom line because there's and only if, so much you can do. Hey, with we're going to bring in a live show mm-hmm. with with commercials in it. They could if they that's they could keep raw three hours because you got three hours worth of commercial income there. So. Yeah, uh, Ket says, "Do you see the whole WWE Network catalog moving over to Netflix after this? For as many flaws Peacock has, at least it's cheap. Netflix usually always has a price increase every few months. Also, how will this affect WWE's relationship with Peacock?" Hadn't uh, even really brought that up yet, but yeah. like rival it, streaming services. Yeah, I assume but not in the same is... territories necessarily. Yeah. I mean, raw, raw, well, raw. Yeah, yeah, America will be. Yeah, yeah. You have to think maybe that's just the end of their deal with Peacock almost. Could be. Maybe if the streaming service is going to be like if the back catalog of all their shows and documentaries are going there. That's the Peacock is NBC and NBC is USA, if I'm not wrong. USA. Yeah. So so NBC has both. So their relationship is still there. And also it's really interesting thinking about this from back in the day. WWE have always had this straddling across two channels. SmackDown was on UPN while um 
Raw was on TNN or, and Spike, or yeah. and Spike and all that stuff. So they've always straddled two channels. There was the whole conversations where like Fox wanted the big people on theirs, but USA were kind of pissed about that. I don't Remember know. The Hell in a Cell debacle. Where, oh yeah, because oh, they wanted a Hell in a Cell. They're like, why do they get one? So we should have one. Yeah, yeah. So you know. I've lost survival series. I forgot that Xavier Woods had <laughs> 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 a single match with the Roman Reigns and Alan Cell. That was with Bobby Lashley. That was with Bobby Lashley. Yeah, Bobby Lashley. Just and lost Xavier Woods. Was, oh, yeah, it was Ray Rome, Roman and Ray. That was Roman and Ray. That was what the a weird one. week that was. Um, we've also got this one here. I love this from uh, Cameron here, who says, Mark my words, they're going to do a rib when they say they have Goldberg on the show and it's Joe Goldberg from you. <laughs> <laughs> Love the channels. Side note: uh, the Cody promo, uh, Cody Punk's promo slapped. Well, we'll actually be reviewing that in about an hour. About an hour, uh, because we're going to be doing our raw podcast uh, yeah. very shortly. Oh, we've got this one here from Walker. Dare we dream for no adverts, interrupting matches? Also, all WWE before I go on Netflix for us in the UK is huge. I mean, that is massive. I think again, I've, I bring two thousand up. I feel like a lot, but it is. It really was a transformative year for the company mm. in terms of it feeling like the biggest product on earth. Isn't it weird? We were ju- we were just playing WWF aggression in the yeah. office because we we're talking about the big shows rap theme, and that was a period of time when WWE was such a hot commodity. They were a genuine pop culture entity. The rock hosted SNL. Yeah, they're not a pop culture entity at the moment, but going to Netflix. So it's interesting because they are. I uh, that, again, it's a whole other podcast. They aren't in the same way as they were in no. that. In that, but but brand awareness of WWE is massive. WWE yeah, I, is I'm, a byword for pro wrestling. So I they mean are pop more. Culture. I mean more as in like we're not having them appearing on sitcoms or like mm-hmm. you know like you know sitcoms, yeah, yeah, sitcoms yeah, were reaching fair. out to WW, WWF and being like we want China MTV on our buying show. into yeah absolutely yeah MTV like we want to do a reality TV show about you. Uh, rap labels going like we want to make an album with mm. you like that doesn't mm-hmm. happen anymore it's WWE reaching out to people being like can you do some things with us or it's people now that are fans that are bad bunnies that want to go and do Ab- Wrestlemania yeah, I think that is be, yeah. yeah I think this is the way back in that's, that's what I'm thinking I think, that's I think what I mean that curve has, has started to reach a new climb that was going to yeah. be my point is that them being on Netflix them being just open to anyone that has a Netflix account could be a way for them to become pop culture again mm. genuinely think this is a, this is going to be a ma- like, i don't think it is an exaggeration when wwe town this is like a massive deal for them because yeah. it is a ginormous and we don't even know how much money they're making yeah because usually they'll never you- tell us it's netflix because usually when you get these the money is there up front in the press release it's worth x amount of dollars uh million dollars per year i'm just gonna mm. double check because variety if yeah you've, to click variety just fills the time for me i'll just check the variety article. Um, 500 million dollars per year it's 500 million per year. Netflix WWE strike deal move uh, blah, 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 for $500 million per year. Does it say how many uh, is it's, it? It's, okay, so it's got, according to sources with knowledge of the deal, it is valued at least $400 million per year. It's believed to run for more than five years. By comparison, sources also say WWE's current five-year deal for all with NBC Universal is worth between $250 and $260 million. We're reading the same article and mine is different to yours. Yeah. Curious. The same website. This is the one I just clicked. <laughs> That's because they've, they've, I, I clicked it. Suck it. It's because I clicked it. I oh, usurped your news. I, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I clicked it a while ago. Yeah. And it's been, been updated. It's since been updated. So, yeah, the deal is valued at $500 million per year over 10 years. Oh, by, by comparison, smokes. by comparison, the current deal with NBC is worth $250 million. So they've doubled Doubled, it. doubled what they got. Get that coin, bitch. Like, wow. 10 years. 
10 years. So no, uh, they are 100% moving everything over to Netflix. So that's a the... $5 billion deal in total. <laughs> that's a big hunk that's, of cheddar. That's a whole lot of coin. And but, you know, just for men are rubbing their fingers together because Vince McMahon has got some serious mustache money to yeah. spend. I mean, well, I'll tell you who else is Mercedes Monet. <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> you didn't want to pay my money, did you? I just heard about a five. They can afford to pay to keep everyone. Everyone gets a job. Uh, Kevin here says, finally, I have a purpose to get a VPN and maybe they could bring it to other countries besides US, UK, Canada, and Latin America. I mean, in fairness, if if they just move everything over to Netflix everything will just be on Netflix. Mm, and mm. Netflix, and whatever country Netflix is in, it'll just be on there. That is such a massive uh, statement from Netflix. 10 years is a long time, yeah. man. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, like, if WWE have work. got, like, deals in other countries, you're just like, oh, well, we can't do it in Peru at the moment because they've got their own little deal there. But that ends in... Latin America. Um, okay, I'm try- I was trying to think of another Italy. example. Australia. Like, you know, uh, for example, or Italy or Germany, whatever. Oh, that deal expires in 2023. Mm. Now it's on Netflix. Oh, that deal expires in 2026? Now that's on Netflix. Yeah. It's 10 years, man. That's, 20, that's 2034. 2035. We have no idea what the media landscape will look like by then. How many times will I be on Raw between now and 2034? <laughs> it depends, you know, what big things they got at the uh, the Rumble this weekend and whether you're on a stream or not. There it is. I got, I know how to... If I get, I need to, I got a whole year to make a Daniel thing. <laughs> a Daniel thing. Hello. <laughs> um, Kevin Patrick's gone. Hi, I'm available. Uh, and we've got one last chat here from Tyrilo Marcus who said, this is good news for me. Now I can watch Raw on Tuesday morning and I don't have to wait till Wednesday evening when they show it on Germany or and Austria on TV. There you go. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the press release says more territories and countries are being added over time. So Absolutely. Like, give it a while and I am sure everyone will have this. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Every single that region will be, yeah, for that sort of money, absolutely. Mm. Every region will be on Netflix. I think this would probably be the end of WWE's time on Peacock once yeah. that deal mm-hmm. expires. And you that's know, normal within streaming platforms. And normal, absolutely, yeah, because they they're signed a new deal for Fox that's worth five years, so maybe that also includes the network. Everything HBO um, moved onto Max when they did that, so stre- streaming stuff yeah, jumps it, around. It, it all jumps the time. around all the time, so it's not like you know it's not mm-hmm. unique to to WWE, but yeah, if, if I could see them just moving everything to Netflix, yeah. Which, and I think it's a great move. Mm. Well, wow. please do let us know in the comments uh, what you think of this in- incredible uh, bit of news. Um, oh, hey, game. WWE streaming deal with NBC Universal Peacock expires in 2026. There it is. So, so it could just be America, no. gird your loins, 2026. Could just be a couple more years of it on Peacock, and then yeah. it's all on Netflix. And then you're free! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, let us know in the comments down below with what you make of this news. Um, if you are watching this live, we're back in a, in an hour to review Monday Night what Raw. What a banger of an episode it was, we too. We had a great... Uh, that Cody Punk segment oh. is so, so spicy. And I've got some big thoughts on the Seth Rollins uh, injury as well. We'll get into that in about an hour's time. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Tempest. You are now free to go and do whatever work you need to do today. Uh, and thank you to our wonderful moderating team. Thank you all so much for joining us. We'll see you in an hour. Jam that jam! Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? 
Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.